0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Banham. And in this episode, we're going to hear from Alper Tekin, Chief Product Officer at Findem, a people intelligence platform that helps companies build more engaged, diverse teams and close talent gaps faster. Previously, Alper served as the chief product officer at Udacity and founder and CEO at several startups, including Alpha People and Blah Blah Car. Alper began his career at Microsoft, where he worked on the Microsoft Partner Program team in charge of managing the channels that deliver 95% of Microsoft's revenues. Alper, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today.
1: Oh, hello. Hello there. Thanks for having
0: us. So why Findem? Why why did you choose Findem?
1: I found the process of like uh deciding on almost like, uh, as I was making like an angel investment of sorts, saw So, so, I, so the, my variables were in reverse order, I suppose, like the market, like the space, uh, the technology, uh, slash product and, and, and the team, my like team being the most critical component, the HR tech, I tech, that, that market is like extremely hot, um, um Covid has been like a big factor in in how hot that space has gotten. But there was a lot of innovation happening already. But 2020, with all the money being printed and the low interest rates, like that the, that space just got like a, a lot of investment and a lot of buzz. But it was always like on my mind. I I have found HR processes to be less than scientific. Let's say, um, as an engineer myself, and it was always on my mind uh, to. To want to tackle that a bit more like um but i mean think about it right now with the pandemic question marks around what does the future of work look like question marks around like uh will people be, like will, will the world will be remote only remote first the the hot job market and people unable to hire to save their lives and the, the entire uh digital transformation as a, as a, as a massive sort of re reskilling of the workforce. Those are all like mega issues of the society and it's, it's likely that HR tech companies will enter that. So the, I find them space to be quite interesting. The second thing, uh, technology, um, I'm, I'm just reading and, and I'll tie this to our team as well. The founders of Findem are technologists, like these guys are hardcore, like, a. uh, uh Distributed system engineers, these guys get like big data sets, data lakes, how to make sense of like a a mega sort of data assets. And I always gravitated towards sort of hardcore technology as opposed to, you know, joining the company as like the, I don't know, the the, the third, fourth, fifth sort of like non-technical person. So yeah so that's sort of like market technology and team uh, has been sort of my decision uh, criteria
0: as you mentioned a moment ago it's um it's a pretty hot uh, jobs market to, to use your terminology yeah. uh, th- things have gone crazy and we'll, we'll talk about the the um the, the concept of the great resignation in just a moment but before we get right. to that at, at a higher level what, what are you seeing in terms of the state of the labor market today
1: I've been talking to a lot of our customers that, you know, what GPs are supposed to do. So I'm I'm getting a couple of sort of themes, not just our customers, but also like my network. Um, I'm getting like a very clear signal around um, it's impossible to hire. I've seen something similar like this, and we'll hopefully talk about that before. But um, it really is very, very difficult to hire. I'm getting that for all roles, not just like you know super specialized AI roles. I'm also getting a lot from my sort of colleagues in the in HR. That the attrition issue is big. Like uh, it's well about well about like the, the the benchmark of what people have been running with because some attrition is, uh, is 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 okay, it's healthy, but this is just way beyond that. I'm also getting. Let's call it like a paranoia <laughs> in terms of who else like, will leave my company. How big is this problem? Is it behind us? Is it still coming? Like, am I going to lose half of my work? I'm exaggerating with half, but these numbers are getting like, very healthy double-digit numbers. Like, I'll give you some stats down the line, but a lot of people are leaving their current jobs or considering. So there is some level of paranoia because of that unpredictability of what may happen in the in the HR sort of um, world it seems. And then um not not for HR but overall for companies, it feels like there is still some haziness in terms of like what will like the future of work will look like. are we gonna be a remote first company, remote only company, will we ask our people to come back in? Just like lack of clarity whether it's okay to hire someone uh um, you know say three hours away or like three time zones away like it's just there. there's there doesn't seem to be clear policies and that's that's sort of adding to this sort of fogginess so those are like the four things i'm seeing and i'm sure there's a lot more that um, experts in the field can add but those are my immediate observations right now
0: okay thank you let's get into this uh this notion of, of the great resignation as they're calling it at the moment so it, it's crazy times i guess the the most similar crazy times that uh is in recent living memory would be 08 09 with with, with the the great recession there but it, it wasn't the same you didn't you didn't have a bunch of people who perhaps sat on jobs and then and then resigned on masse. you know we're, we're talking 25 in in some sectors by the end of this right. year have you seen anything like this before Alper? and and do you think that this is a permanent shift and, and
1: if so why I'll share some of the numbers that I'm so I was looking at like recently I read uh from like a, a big tech company's research I'm so quite credible they're, they're not mind-blowing numbers like as you suggested like 40 41% of the global workforce is weighing to leave their current employer as we speak uh in tech specifically uh one third of uh workers they they mentioned they plan to look for a job immediately let's slow down and think about that right like what does it mean it's not like you will use these people but also like in terms of your productivity what does it mean that one third of your people are like thinking about a job it's 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 just like mind blowing right (laughs) And on the on the other hand, by the way, is, you know the, the the interesting thing is this is like a, always a marketplace kind of dynamic. Like that's that's like the, the supply and uh, on the demand and like and sixty five thousand jobs posted in June, which was like highest level since pre COVID. So like complete sort of imbalance. Last time I saw this imbalance was five years ago or so uh, when I was uh, an enterprise division for Udacity. Um, the dynamic there was around much more localized to, uh, AI and machine learning skills. As the phrase goes, AI was, uh, AI still is still eating, eating the world, but, and there was just a handful of like people that, you know, that, that we could call experts, like in the AI and machine learning, uh, area. Like we're talking about maybe, I don't know, like 30,000 PhD students, <laughs> Uh, now it's a different different game, but the, the talent was so rare and like the demand was so high that there was just like no way of like hiring any good sort of machine learning AI talent, and that became like a, one of like the driving forces of uh, what we currently call digital transformation. It's just that data skills, machine learning AI skills were in super short supply. People were scrambling to sort of like a, a hire people with those backgrounds. There wasn't even definition around what those like what those skills were, and so like a super high uh, the demand, super low supply, wages like a, you know double, tripled with like crazy sign bonus bonuses and everything. So that's the last time I saw something like this. But right now, that's like that has been generalized across all roles. Like you can't even. Even like a enterprise sales associate, like any you know A E and a contact exec or something, like it's 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 as rare as like almost like AI talent. And bit of exaggeration there, but you get my point. It's a lot more generalized today than like that example I used about five six years ago.
0: So, so what what do companies do? <laughs> how, how how do they adapt? How do how do they how do they become better? Uh, Attracting talent and, and managing employees. What's the secret sauce, if you like?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like I, I don't think there is a secret sauce, and as I'm sure you know as well, it, it's we you just you just we probably should like break the problem into components. There is obviously an acquisition angle, like drawing talent into your organization, and then retention of talent. Um, the the game certainly has changed. I I'd say like um you can no longer just Post a job or post bunch of sort of um, um, JDs and hope to get lucky like that. We it's 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 not it's not possible to be quotes unquote sort of lazy about it. You, you of course have to do that, but a lot more. Um, it it almost like you know, I mean, for instance, in real estate market and uh, even in the used car market right now, like the balance is shifting from like uh, um, um, um sellers to buyers in a way, like um you know. It, it, it's it's not just even about the job, it's about your company, like what what you offer, your policy. So you really have to uh, have orchestrated a bunch of things and it's not it's no longer about just like the job and like the, the, the people are, the job seekers are now much more aware of like their options. Um, there is a lot more uh, visibility into like what your culture is as a company, how good your CEO is, how good your certain teams are. Uh, um, uh, so job seekers are working with a lot more uh, data in their hands. So like the game, I would say, like the balance has shifted towards the job seeker. So with all that in the sort of the, the backdrop, I, we we strongly believe HR needs to get more strategic and, uh, and and more scientific, so to say. And that that's sort of like uh, what we're trying to enable at, at Findem. It's not just about the tools, not just about the data, but like you need the insights as well as automation, uh, right? You need insights to understand where to invest as the HR organization, but you also need automation to sort of get out of mundane jobs. Because, you, you know, your HR team, like, you know, you're mostly seen as the cost center. You have limited resources. Everyone is asking to hire and then, like, <laughs> because you can't fill these positions. And then, you know, under all this, like, pressure, you find yourself having to sort of handcraft emails, like, Create bunch of like you know Excel lists of like candidates like those are mundane tasks that uh, uh, um, sources, recruiters, HR managers they they shouldn't they shouldn't have to do. So again, our entire um, um, pitch is about how can we make HR like more of strategic a, 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 a strategic partner to the to the line of businesses. So um, I think it's about, like, you know, bringing a bunch more insights and a whole lot of automation and um, using uh, technology. And, again, I don't want to just throw AI out there. There's, there's more than just AI, but using technology to sort of, like, I'm with that process and, and get HR to spend a lot more time with the high-quality candidates and uh, uh, hiring managers to to, uh, to lead a strategic process versus just doing a lot of, like, manual work.
0: We'll go back to the candidate side in just a minute.
1: We are, we are flitting sure. a little bit
0: today, but um, um, I, I want to I <laughs> focus more on, um, on the retaining of top talent. And, and you mentioned just at the end of your answer there uh, about the importance of HR spending more time with top talent and managers, of course, spending more time with top talent. And, right. and giving top talent the opportunity to progress and, and to develop and, and to grow within a company is, is pretty important, although it's not the only thing that matters these days, right? Uh, people have had a taste of um, working in their pyjamas, for example, over the last 18 months. Well, sure. they, they've had a taste of not having to commute. They've had a taste of a more balanced work and family life, perhaps. Um, all, all, of course, are in the context of of um, the, the duress that we've all had to live through in the, in the pandemic. But nonetheless, it's changed people's mindsets. So talk to me a bit more about retaining top-performing employees but and and, and how one does that through understanding what matters to them most what are the challenges and you've got a unique perspective because you've been you've been a founder of a company and you've been a a key chief product officer within companies so you you're a leader of people in many different ways i'd love to get your take on it
1: i appreciate it and and you talk to hundreds of people in the field so i don't know where the consensus is but um leaving aside it's not always easy to sort of um know who your top players are i mean startup yes large organization it it becomes a bit murky but leaving that aside for a moment i wonder like if you'd agree with this but i I, a bit old school i i believe that people leave their managers not the job not the company people leave their managers um so um that's one of the things like you know I, i think is being sort of underserved like um no one necessarily wants to be a bad manager or an effective manager, but there's just not much training resources or coaching resources. And you're going to see uh, a number of startups actually tackling this space, like how to create better managers. Um, So I think there is, the component of like you know people learning the, the the art and science of like management and organizations spending more time on that kind of coaching there is some science there that you don't have to sort of recreate like you, you know there's like great frameworks and uh, it's not an understudied field it's just not uh um, getting like the love i think it deserves i think the big component is like having a good manager that i think is like creating that stick in a sector then like um you also have to understand what is acceptable, right? Like, like that two, four, six year journey, you're promising an incoming person that has to be well mapped out and worthwhile. And like, you know, how, you know, people should learn and like feel like better about themselves that they're entering at level A and they live, you know, one-on-one level and they're like leaving at 3 one level. And there's like a clear sort of like path to the next level. So I think that path planning is definitely like another area that like, that's a sort of, um, underserved, uh, in many companies, I think it should be like a more like open, 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 uh, in an open and honest conversation of, uh, you know, what are you, what, what are you looking for in this company? And like really sort of aligning on that, it would be a big uh, part of it. And outside of that, like actually like, um, uh, now that that's where sort of technology and some data would, uh, would also come in Is again, like who is a top performer And are we being, uh, uh, are we doing a good job identifying those top performers or are we, uh, you know, is there favoritism happening uh, uh, in identifying top performers? Are we being equitable to our top performers, like to all all our people? But let's say you have like a bunch of top performers that you're afraid will lose the company. Do you have a sense like, in are they really top performers Um, if they are against like, say, competition or industry benchmarks? Are you paying like what you should be paying? Are you starving them? Or are you being like equitable to them? And that if that data is not available to you, you cannot even sort of um, have a, a, a real conversation with your top talent to sort of keep, you know, with, with an eye to sort of retain them. So, just in summary, I think there is like a, it's multivariate sort of function. Uh, and you, you, you you, know, at the top of the conversation, you mentioned like four or five other factors like, you know, policies run. Can I live in, the, uh, uh, you know, can I continue living where I live, et cetera. Like you, you have to have the entire act together, I feel, like I'm um, to retain employees.
0: Okay, I'm going to challenge you now. So, and this is kind of yeah. a little bit of a wrap up of what we spoke spoken about so far we've only got a few questions left today so sure. kind, kind of just to recap on on the on the sourcing and hiring part of things what what's what, what's changed in the last sort of five years in terms of sourcing and, and hiring habits and and maybe as part of that answer as well you, you could share how find them uniquely solves that problem
1: look it's becoming more difficult to find top talent is that it's just find talent, let alone top talent. So, like, um, it, it's getting um, more difficult to, to execute this job. What has changed is, like, um, 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 people would want to hire, like, you know, in geography for sure. Like, um, uh, coming to an office was, like, a, a, a major part of the, uh, uh, in, you know, agreement between employee and employer. That is changing. And um, obviously, like, uh, I think more companies will adapt the remote first. That's one of, like, the mega changes, I would say, um, you know, we all know of people who've seen, you know, who got hired like before COVID and like it, it, these days are the first times they're seeing their colleagues like in person. So that's, that's no longer a rarity. I think um, time, time zone based hiring is, is becoming a thing. Like, uh, you know, we enable that, like um, let's say you're on the West coast of the United States. You you may want to have someone anywhere from Vancouver to San Diego, right? But you may want to cover that entire area and you don't necessarily like, uh, you know, have to have people in Bay area. So like policies based on time zones is becoming a thing as well. And then there's a lot of sort of tooling and like a bunch of attempts at automation, I would say like the, the HR stack, uh, the, the sort of the tech stack for HR is um, not mature yet, but there's a bunch of startups sort of going after it. Um, so those would be like the, 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 the changes we're seeing in terms of how we solve these problems. Yeah, I mean, the the, the umbrella, I I suppose, like, um, what we're trying to do is, like, make HR teams more strategic. Um, We do that in a variety of ways. Um, First of all, we simplify complex searches um, that would take recruiters days and days to sort of run. What's, like, a complex search? Um, You know, a complex search would be, hey, give me... um, trailblazer AEs who worked at startups, but also have a big company experiences uh, who also have um, some sort of um, um, say like a feel for product. Okay. So that's not an easy search. It's not a Boolean search. There is no sort of, you know, filter button, whatever on LinkedIn where you can easily sort of switch that on. Um, So even if that person is in the say in LinkedIn database, you would have to comb through a lot of data sets to sort of land that search. That's, that's just work that can be automated. So, um, us, uh, uh, we enable that kind of automation and save the uh, sources and recruiters time. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the conversation, we have, uh, we have merged a, a number of data assets together, similar to Google, to enable a super sophisticated uh, um, search uh, for people specifically. Um, so uh, it's not just about, you know, uh, uh, LinkedIn. There's We merge a bunch of data sets like uh, uh, company profiles, patent uh, databases, uh, uh, educational history, etc. Uh, um to uh, give a holistic view of candidates. And that also allows us to tap into um, uh, types of people that you, you would not normally find on LinkedIn, like doctors, like um, coaches, like you know, trainers, et cetera. And finally, um, it's about sort of the analytics that we can bring to the game, right? Uh, which is like, who are my um, top um, sources? Who are my top uh, recruiters? What are the, the, the places? Like, what are the other companies that I'm able to draw talent from? Where am I losing my talent to? what sources are we finding success placing people like um, is it linkedin is it like job ads, etc. so uh, to help you sort of um, more strategically use your resources so yeah those are like the ways we make hr more strategic um, and then ultimately like the, the the manual work
0: okay cool and uh, i'd love to know a bit more about the technology uh behind all of this Alper. so uh, my mm-hmm. understanding is that FIDEM it professes to help hr leaders by benchmarking internally against competitors and peers to to help identify talent gaps and trends sounds great mm-hmm. um what, what what's unique about the technology w- without giving away all of your ips um uh, what, what what's special about the technology
1: yeah I, I wouldn't be able to even if i wanted like it's it's, it's you know that that was one of like the uh, the, the the biggest charms of the company Think about Google. I would say, right? Like everything, every in public data set in Google is pretty much like indexed. Um, so you you can sort of um, that's sort of my mental framework these days to sort of understand, like explain our technology. There is a lot more data than just what you sort of um, talk say about yourself on LinkedIn. Uh, um, um, so there is uh, databases like a, 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 like company databases where you know like a, a company's progression. Like, I hey, found it in 2000, you know, got an investment. I grew to this size, like, and lost some people. Then, like, they started growing again. And there's lots of patent uh, uh, databases in terms of, like, uh, um, you know, the research that people have done. If, for instance, if you're talking about pharma or, like, if you're talking about sort of specialized like, skills, like a, 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 a medicine, et cetera. There is that a lot of databases in terms of like you know uh, um, coding. Are you an actual coder? Did you commit lines of code? Like so, there is a bunch of um, publicly available uh, repositories uh, of of that kind of data. It's, it, it, they're just not in one place. So that's that's the practically the revolution that Google has uh, has done. Is like they simplify super complex searches. So think like using that uh, mental framework that's similar to what findem does in terms of on the on the on the, the search side and then add on top of it uh, a one click through integration into ats system so we don't only enable the search on you know on the web so to say we also enable it with your existing applicant tracking system so people who are already interested in your uh, in your company and the analytics we can provide on top of that that's sort of like the, the components of technology. Hopefully that was not super confusing, but um, it's pretty deep.
0: Awesome. And then finally, what's next for Findem? And how can we learn more about Findem? And also, how can, how can listeners connect with you, whether that's through email, LinkedIn, maybe you're on Twitter? Tell us more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So me personally, I'm at Alper at AI. I'm more than happy to sort of get emails. Yeah, and Twitter, et cetera, everything's fine, but email is probably like the most direct route. Uh, in terms of the company, yeah, we are hiring, we are growing. Uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, this is it's, it's a good time to be an HR tech company. Um, and we have a bunch of things coming that will be hopefully visible. We're going to launch a free version of our product, uh, a mini free version of our product. For, for the for the world to test it out and give us feedback uh, our new web pages launching which i think will do a better job sort of talking about our value proposition so I would be more than curious about the feedback there as well so find findem.ai, f-i-n-d-e-m.ai uh it's probably like the best way to sort of you know stay connected and and, and uh, connect with me on linkedin and um yeah thanks for having me uh, this was this was this was amazing thank we appreciate the opportunity
0: and thank you. You've been a great guest. I'd love to get you on again in maybe six months time to compare what the, uh, what the jobs market looked like now compared to um, what it will look like saying in Q1 or Q2 of next year, because things are changing so fast and uh, nobody quite knows what's going on, I think. But uh, I, yeah, for, for, for now, though, um, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR chat show. I, I,
1: absolute pleasure. Thank you.
0: And listeners as always until next time, happy working.